I can choose this experience to be a sad experience or I can choose this experience as a fun experience. And then I said, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose it the fun way. I'm gonna make this the, the most fun time in my life, even though it's going through cancer, which is my friends say like, you're crazy. <laughs> you're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, the show that helps you communicate with confidence so you can stand out from the crowd and get noticed by all the right people. If you want to be a person of influence and achieve success in business and in life, this podcast is for you. To subscribe to the show, go to thecmethod.com. Hello, Rockstar. Thanks so much for tuning in today. My name's Christina Cantors, communication skills trainer and coach, wannabe ukulele maestro, and the host of this show. This is episode 57, and it's all about love. (laughs) Now, if you listened to the show last week, you would have heard the lovely Natalie Brewer and I chat about the importance of connecting with yourself before connecting with your audience when you're speaking. And Natalie brings a very heart-centered approach to her public speaking training. And in this episode, I'm continuing on this theme of heart-centeredness with the very inspiring Natalia Deoiani. Natalia is a passionate life coach, happiness advocate, and a good friend of mine. She has one of the biggest smiles I've ever seen, and she actively makes it her daily mission to spread joy, laughter, and happiness to everyone around her. Natalia heads a campaign called Hugs for Change, which you can find at hugsforchange.org. It raises money to provide children in Colombian slums with clean drinking water and education. Natalia has done some crazy experiments to raise awareness for the campaign, one example being she blindfolded herself and stood in the middle of Melbourne City with her arms outstretched waiting for people to hug her. Now, that's putting yourself out there. Then, in May 2015, Natalia was diagnosed with a very rare form of cancer, Ewing sarcoma. Despite the setbacks and the pain that she endured during the aggressive treatment, she still kept her positive attitude and her desire to bring smiles to the faces of those around her. Now, in this conversation, we talk about how to connect with people and build strong relationships through coming from a place of love. We talk about how to really listen and what Nat learned from her very public hugs experiment and how to see the positive in every experience. I'd like to give a shout out to the Bitcoin Group Melbourne and Dale and Peter from the Crypto Goss podcast for letting us use their space for this recording. I'll put links to everything we talk about and how you can contact Nat and see everything that she's working on in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash love. That's thecmethod.com slash love. Alrighty, let's meet the lovely Natalia Deliani. It started when my dad passed away in 2012. That really hits me hard because he was only in hospital for nine days and then, and then he's gone. And then his funeral went for seven days. And in that seven days, I hear stories about him that I've never heard about before, but how he helped all these people. And it really inspires me to continue his legacy. I said, oh, I really want to, I really want to continue this good deed of helping other people in the way that I know how. And, before my dad passed away, I've already gone through this journey of, okay, you know, I, this is the next step. Cause I was in IT for 
about 13 years, but I know that I've always loved people. Um, I wanted to be a, a psych- psychologist, but my dad says like, mm, that's, that might be, <laughs> but that might not be a good idea because uh, back in Indonesia, it's, it's kind of like different, uh, in here. So I ended up doing IT and, and then in the end, your life calling will always shattered at you in a sense that okay you know this is not the right path and then you know in a way I, I jump in I, I take the giant leap and then I, I took uh, life coaching and um, I feel home mm-hmm. you know probably the same with you because your story as well you've done architecture and then uh, now you're doing this mm-hmm. which is something that you're really good at you know about connecting like we, we spoke before outside about connections and how we created that connection with people and how you were telling me that you know there's a lot of people out there they hear but they don't listen you know they will that they will say something oh you know i went out and i had this like amazing uh, food and then people just say oh yeah and then that's it whereas you say oh you know that's really amazing what's so amazing about it and then started that connection and then really listen and really create that space that Hey, at this very moment, you're important to me. At this very moment, I'm present for you. And that's the gift that we can give to everyone is your presence uh, for others. And what's something that you do that enables you to connect with people? Because that's something that you do very well. Yeah. I just love... I suppose I have gone through... This is another side that probably people uh, haven't heard about me is that I've gone through the the rough, the, not the dark journey, but I've gone through my pain as well. I I know what it feels like not to um um not to have any friends, and you know everyone. And then and then people will like, really you don't have any friends, but you've gone through that stage where you know um that what does it feels like to be an outcast, to be someone who is different, and because of that. Because of my own journey, I can relate to other people and I said, you know, if I get through this, then I want to change something and I I want to be there for those people who who feels like they're different, you know. One thing that I really admire about you, Nat, is that you do all sorts of crazy things to put yourself out there, which is similar to what I do, but we do it in different ways. And I know with your your hug mission, your hugs mission, yeah. you want to it's your mission to hug one million people yeah. right, in your <laughs> lifetime. And I remember one thing that you did was you went and you stood in the middle of Federation Square, which is quite a which is the main public place here in Melbourne, and you blindfolded yourself and you stood there with your arms out, yeah, just waiting for people to hug you. Yeah. Tell me, was that a scary experience for you? Uh, it's not scary because I know that I've got a team there that you know, I won't get mugged or anything like that. So I feel quite safe in, in a sense. But in terms of because I've done the hugging uh, long before that that experiment, so. I I know what it feels like to be rejected 
some people actually say no to my hug, but that's okay. Um, but being able to just create that space because the first, when I did that experiment, the first five minutes is probably the longest because you kind of like stood there and then people kind of like don't go there. And <laughs> but in that moment, um, you, of course, we talk about being vulnerable, you know, like, okay, so you put yourself out there to love people. Uh, what if, what if no one comes to you? Right. So that question is always there, but you, sometimes you just have to trust. You just have to trust and give without, uh, expect, expecting anything in return. And when you, when you enter that space, when you let go of your fear and then just be there from the place of love, that's when magical things happen. The Hug Experiments is for the Hugs for Change Gala. Um, so I have a mission to raise uh, $5,000 for the slum kids in Colombia. So when it's not about you, it's it's easier because you know what you stand for and you're just fighting for these you know, little kids out there that, that doesn't have access to education and water. So one thing that really touched me is that when we're setting up this uh, experiment and then we have the the banner and then it says hugs for change there is this a uh, middle-aged man i don't know whether he's homeless or not but he looked at the sign and then he stopped uh, at, th- at that point I, I wasn't blindfolded yet and then he said to me oh but i don't have any change and then i said to him oh no 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 it's okay you can have the hugs for free <laughs> so i ended up like hugging him right and then and then he walked he walked away so a few minutes after that, you know, obviously I got blindfolded and then I started like opening my arms and then waiting for people to like hug me, which is quite amazing because in the end, there are 438 people that hugged me in, in 90 minutes, right? Wow. So that's, that's quite amazing. But between, between that time when I was hugging, right, there is someone has come and, come and hug me and then he said to me, Hey, this is me again. So this is actually the man that I hugged in the first uh, place my very first hug and he said oh thank you so much for uh, what you've done and then you know you really make my day and that really touches me in a sense that you know the very first person that I keep hug is actually the one that needed it the most and then there is also a story about uh, I asked my team oh, you know what's your highlight for the day and then one of my team shared these stories with me that there is this like homeless woman and he she's got this um, bad um, mattress that, that she carries around and, and his, her backpack and then she keeps saying, oh, but you know, I don't like hugs. I don't like hugs. I don't want to do hugs, you know. And then my friends just say, oh, you know, just hug her. She doesn't know who you are. Just, just go out there, you know. So even though she was resisting, you know, in the end, she actually come up to me. Um, I didn't know who she was, but, um, obviously my team knows because, um, they saw her and she gave me, a really long hug. I actually saw it from the footage and I kind of know, oh, that must be the, the girl that she's talking about. And, and then when she did that, she hugged another two people from my team. And then that is something that changes her life as well. So giving away that kindness is, is something that's important. Yeah. So. Well, I think that's an in- incredible way to spread your message and to, you know, put yourself out there because your team did film you and they put it out there on YouTube. Yeah. So I, I'll put a link to that in the show notes so people can have a look at that. Yeah. 
that video, it's really heartwarming actually. And you see bunches of kids running up yeah. and giving you a big group hug, which is just beautiful. Yeah. Now more recently you've you've gone through a huge life altering experience. It was May last year, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. You were you were diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma, yeah. which is a very rare form of cancer that affects your bone, is it? It's bone it's- and soft tissue cancer, yeah. Bone and soft, soft tissue. tissue. Cancer, yeah. yeah. So that that in itself is incredibly difficult to deal with, and I I have no idea. I can't even imagine what that would be that would be like. But you actually you you kept up with putting your message out there, and you started laughing with cancer. Laughter with cancer. Laugh, sorry, laughter with cancer. The Facebook page, and you were posting videos of yourself daily. Yeah. As well as videos of, you know, having to inject yourself with, with painkillers and you were, there was some footage of you, you know, you, you were shaking, unable to control your, your movements. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's incredibly, incredibly brave to put yourself out there when you are in such a vulnerable position. What inspired you to, to put yourself out there in that, in that manner? Uh, again, it always comes back to love. <laughs> so love is always uh, the big theme for me in terms of really reminding people that, you know, someone out there really cares about you and, you know, someone, someone out there, you know, have this kindness that they want to share with you. Um, when I, the reason why I started Laughter with Cancer, uh, Facebook post is because when I was diagnosed, I had a conversation with a friend and then she said to me, oh, Ned, it's okay if you're going to cry and it's okay if you're not going to smile. And then I said to her that, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to smile every single day, even if it's just once. <laughs> because that that shows that, uh, you know, I have, I've already made a decision when I was diagnosed that, okay, you know, this is, this is what's happening. You know, how am I going to tackle this? You know, I can choose this experience to be a sad experience or I can choose this experience as a fun experience. And then I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to choose the fun way. I'm going to make this the, the most fun time in my life, even though it's going through cancer, which is my friends say like, yo, crazy. <laughs> but, um, crazy is me. And then, but that's, that's, that's where my determination is that, you know, I promise to smile every single day because if my time were up uh, with the business of cancer, you just don't know. Um, your time, you know, it could be long, it could be short, but if I, if I were to leave this world, I want to leave something behind and hopefully this video of smile, smile and, and fun and, uh, positive messages that I, um, give out can give people that hope that, oh, you know, life is not that bad. If, if someone that has gone through cancer can still smile, then it's not that bad, you know, and, and being able to remind people to just stay positive. It, Regardless of what happened, you always have the choice to um, make what that experience is going to be. So I think this is something that people forget because they f- they feel helpless. They feel that um, the only way to tackle it is just by being sad because you can't do anything about it. But actually, you can do something about it. You can't control what happens on the outside, but you can always have control of what's going on on the inside and how you choose to experience it. So that's just a testament of what I've gone through. And yeah, like this is the message is that, you know, I'm, I'm just like you, you know, I'm just an ordinary person, you know, everyone has the capacity to 
be happy and everyone has the right to be happy and I just want to give this message to empower people to know that you have the power just one smile every single day <laughs> you were telling me earlier that you're working on a course that helps people do this yeah so tell me more about that so after I uh, my treatment I've been quite lucky that last February uh, I had my first scan and it was clear so and then I will have to come back every three months and I have this like bucket list every three months that I want to do and um, the next bucket list my next uh, scan is actually on the 18th of May and I wanted to do this course a happiness course um, and I've been thinking like oh am I gonna do this course right and and the answer has actually been very simple and clear right in front of me. One night I was just thinking, you know, don't complicate things, you know. <laughs> Life is already complicated enough. So it's just going to be very simple. It's going to be 21 days of committing to have one smile a day and five minutes of your life to make time for yourself to be grateful and to focus on the positive. So this is something that's very, very simple that even a cancer patient can do. And hopefully that, you know, everyone else that, that's going through the life struggle uh, will join me in this movement as well. I'm going to make this uh, course uh, free for cancer patients or, or if they want to pay, they uh, donate that money to towards the cancer research uh, or Peter Mac, Peter Mac, because Peter Mac has been amazing for me. Mm. I think we can all benefit from smiling a little bit more each day. And even today I was... I was at home and I was getting really frustrated because the internet's really slow. And my boyfriend was like, babe, just don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. You know, this isn't, this isn't a big deal. And I remembered, you know, I've got to just keep that positive attitude and even small things, big things to be able to smile at it and, yeah. and keep on going is really important. Yeah. Cause, um, if I want to share a little, uh, something else is that I, Obviously, when I go through cancer journey, I met other cancer patients as well, and I've been uh, making a videos with them. And I asked them, "What are their, what are their, you know, the, what are their messages for the world?" Right? And then, unfortunately, some of these people that I interviewed, um, four of them has has passed away, which is really sad for me because they they're my friends, and they always reminded me to the most common theme is always about being positive. And then to not worry about tomorrow because when you are able, you take time for granted and then you worry about all the future stuff. Whereas when you go through cancer, you cannot have any plan. So it's actually quite strange for me to like stop the treatment and then being able to plan, even, even having this like planning the podcast with you, mm. right? Because when I go through cancer, no plan. <laughs> I cannot plan, you know, longer than today. Even sometimes it's just go to like this very present moment. So being able to plan, you know, two weeks in a, uh, ahead, you know, a month ahead, that's something, a luxury. And I think we take that for granted, you know. And so, yeah. So that's, that's the thing is to just be present, be truly present. Uh, really appreciate uh, the people around you. Uh, because at the, at the end of the day, what really matters is the connection, you know, the connection of the, the people that you have in your life. And connection is something that you, you master as well, Christina. And, it's 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 something that we we need to be more open to receive that connections because i i wonder what you think you know what you think in terms of um how 
how people are in- interacting these days, you know. Um, people are more closed off, you know, people are more in this uh, bubble of social media where everything is cut and perfected and then you go out there and then you see the real people who doesn't have all this perfectness, mm. right? And I think people are struggling in terms of, you know, why don't we connect with each other anymore? You know, you see, you go to a restaurant now and then you see people on their phone. They don't talk towards each other, but they it's just like... Horrible. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's so bad. I think one reason that people are losing this connection, apart from the whole social media thing, where you're just not getting practice at, you know, speaking to each other face to face, we have this instantaneous culture where we want everything now, 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 now. And when you're out there and striking up conversations with people, oftentimes you don't get rapport with them like straight away. And this is why people tell me they hate small talk. They're like, why can't we just cut out the small talk and get straight to the meaningful stuff? But it's like, no, you that's not how it works. Because to get to the meaningful stuff, you need to start, you need to have them trust you. You need to build this trust and build this relationship. Even Okay, I'm talking instantaneous, but like I'm talking, you know, in the case of, you know, five, ten minutes. You can talk with someone small talk for five to ten minutes, but sometimes that's all you need. But at the time, people are thinking instantaneously, like, I want it now. It's like, oh, I can't be bothered doing this small talk. I just want to move on to the next thing. I think it's that and also that, you know, people have people have shorter shorter attention spans now. And people are like talking to each other whilst looking around to see, who else is there to talk to or who, who else is here or they have FOMO like, oh, what am I missing out on from over there? You know, should I be over there? Is there something more exciting happening over there? People are very distracted all the time and they are unable to hold someone's gaze, hold their attention, really focus in on that one person for an extended period of time. That's really interesting to hear that from you because obviously um, presence is something that is very, very important for me. And when you say that, oh, you know, sometimes you, you take time to connect with others, um, I believe that if you are able to let go of your ego, because usually we talk about walls, right? Um, if you are able to let go of your ego, uh, it's easier to connect. You can connect straight away. And I don't know whether it's because, um, like my experience with, with the cancer people, is that they've already gone into that place where, um, they're able to let go of the wall and know that, okay, you know, t- time, there's no time, you know, you do it, you do it now. And, uh, and it's quite amazing for, uh, to see people, uh, are willing to op- open up about, it's, it's not, it's not easy to talk about cancer. Um, and some people, what what do you say to that, right? And mm-hmm. and to be able to create that space, that space of okay, you know, you're you're in the same safe space that you can um, just share share your emotions, share your feelings, and then once they, I think, letting go of ego and then really see the person as who they are and really have the compassion and empathy and and love. I think love is always the key uh, for me. You know, I just have so much love for people, and I think that's what helps. In terms of, okay, let's talk about deep and meaningful stuff. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, what's your final, well, for today anyway, mm. your message for the world? Because you yeah. always ask me this question. Yeah. And I'm always stumped, so I'm throwing it back at you. 
<laughs> Nat, what's your message for the world? My message for the world. Okay, so obviously I'm very, very passionate, and I, I'm on a mission now to make this world a happier place, right? And so, a lot of us, we we get overwhelmed by oh, you know, there's there's so much things that is happening in the world, and what can I do? What can this one person do? And I want to remind people this that just your one smile. Or one hug, you know, there's just that little act of kindness is something that will mean a lot to others and something that will change the world. So don't feel that you are helpless, helpless, but know that, you know, even that small act is something that occupies the biggest space in their heart. I love that <laughs> word, like, boo. <laughs> so, love yeah. it. Thank you, Nat. Keep on, keep on shining your light. Ah, oh, thank you, Christina. You're awesome. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Big thanks to Natalia Dewiani, the happiness coach, for joining me on the show this week. I'll put links to how you can contact Nat, plus her videos, Facebook page, Laughter with Cancer, and Hugs for Change in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash love. Just to give a quick recap of some of the important lessons that we learned from that. Firstly, when you're talking to someone, to really connect, make them feel like they are the most important person in that moment. Secondly, everyone has the capability to be happy. You can't control what happens around you, but you can control how you deal with that experience, whether you have a negative reaction or a positive reaction. Third, we tend to take time for granted. When you have cancer, you can't plan into the future at all. So be present, truly present, and appreciate the people around you. And finally, take a little bit of time each day to smile at, say hello to, or do something kind for someone else. It doesn't take much, but it will make someone else's day just that little bit brighter. And from that, my challenge to you this week is to smile at someone you wouldn't normally smile at once a day. Just once. Like Nat says, small acts occupy the biggest space in people's hearts. And that's it from me this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone else. Send them the link, thecmethod.com slash love, or tell them to subscribe to the Standout Get Noticed podcast with Christina Cantors. The more you share, the more people this podcast will reach and make a positive impact on. And that's what we're all about, right? Sharing the love. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week and I'll see you next Wednesday. My name's Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Hey, psst.
You still there? Oh, look at you, listening all the way to the end. Now that's what I call dedication. Okay, so I've got something really special just for you that all the impatient listeners who aren't as hardcore aren't going to hear because they turned off too early. All right, this is my rendition of Happy Just For You. It might seem crazy what I'm about to say. Sunshine, she's here, you can take a break. I'm a hot air balloon that could go to space. With the air, like I don't care, baby, by the way. Because I'm happy, clap along if you feel like a room without a roof. Because I'm clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth. Clap along if you feel like a room without a roof. I 